Hello and welcome to Tops 10, brought to you by KTXT Radio and the College of Media and Communication at Texas Tech University in beautiful Lubbock. Tops 10 seeks out successful and influential people in politics and government, the many professions, the physical and social sciences, or the arts and humanities, and ask them to reveal their lives, ideas, and ideals through their playlist. Our format is simple. We ask our guests what pieces of music mean the most to them and to tell us the story behind the infatuation. Mr. Derek Ginter is our producer-engineer, and I'm David Promoter, a professor at and dean of the college and the originator of TOPS 10. Today I have with me somebody who has, oh, I don't know, maybe 12 more years of experience with, with <laughs> radio and is a well-known radio personality here in Lubbock, Mudflap. Yeah, man, now, it's now great. Do you do you have that on your credit card? Uh, you know what? I have. I don't yeah. have it on my credit card, but I do have it in my my bank account because a lot of people will, you know, when I'm endorsing doing different things, they'll make a check out to Mudflap. Really? Yeah. So so, you, so, just, so at Happy State Bank, they just like I hear a Mudflap <laughs> yeah, and yeah, pretty. But they much. won't ask for an ID. Well, they'll they'll ask now. A lot of times, like uh, you know, I, I, I where I bank, they they actually have it in you know, so that if I do sign that. I can I can send it that way, That's but great. but my official name is not is not Mudflap. It's, it's Randy, but yeah. I like Mudflap. You know, uh, there was a guy back in uh, I guess long ago from the guy named the Unknown Comic. You know, he'd wear a paper bag, right. and you always wondered, like, you know, when he showed up for a gig, did people say, "Well, how do I know you're actually the Unknown Comic?" <laughs> right. Or he cashed a check. You know, unknown. I, yeah, I've I've met enough people to go. You know, they'll go, "You're Mudflap," and I'm like. I, I know, because most people think I'm three feet tall and ten feet wide. They they have no concept of of how, well. What I'm when like. I first came to town, of course, at, at that time we we have a mutual acquaintance, and your wife Jan mm-hmm. Smith works works in our college. But but she only started uh, about six months ago, as mm-hmm. I recall. And so when I first started here in Lubbock, and I did listen to you, uh, yeah, I visualized the guy who owns the comic book store in The Simpsons, it you know, it's sort of a massive belly hanging out of massive, the shirt, yes. you know, saying, ask right. me about my sword or something, and, and right. yeah, but well, you're, so, you're fit. Yeah, you're, well, you're well, I don't know, but I'm and, fit. Fit is, you know. uh, it all depends on how you define fit, but yeah, I mean, six one, you know, 210 pounds, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I'd take you so, on my side in the bar yeah. fight or put you in front of me or something, you know. <laughs> I ain't as good as I once was. But. Well, yeah, oh, that's good. Nice line. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, thank you, Mudflap. And, you know, I usually read a bio, but you've done some just different, interesting things. I mean, I'm reading here, you have mm-hmm. co-authored a romance novel, right. The Shadow of Mudflap. Now, were you a character in the romance novel? I actually was a character. Now, I think you have to understand a little bit of the book. My Did um, you rip a bodice? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I mean, I'm just, no. you know, you, no. you can't, I didn't know you could write a romance novel where well, there's no Well, I, I helped ripping. co-author author it and 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 my my cousin is a romance novelist she's been a romance novelist for 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 about 10 years now and she's a very successful romance novelist so each year i come up with different things to uh basically you know to to kind of have on the show to do and and kind of fun things to do now i honestly when i first started the project i never thought that the book would really even take off i mean it was just more of a fun bit to do and it's like i'm gonna write a romance novel and so i went to my cousin i'm like hey can you just help me she goes you know what i'll be your ghostwriter and she goes you know what no let's let's do it upright let's just do it yeah and so i was like well okay and she really did and uh anyway we gave... the co- i'm looking at the cover now and you're bare-chested <laughs> well, it's... with dolly parton now, where did that come <laughs> well from? i don't know no, you know no. you never know what you can find on google so no. <laughs> but anyway but anyway so so we wrote this and she wrote 
the majority of it. I only she she would send me snippets of the book and different chapters, and I would just be like, "Okay, can we do this?" You know, and then I just change it. The characters were based, you know, it was just simply one of her, you know, romance novelists. But you know, so I don't I don't and know. It, that it was, is the main character a radio? He, I mean, yeah. Well, he's not a he's he's actually a spy, and it's it's based right here in Lubbock. It actually has Texas Tech, and it has a part of the football team, and it's a a spy for for who? Uh, for uh, well, it's it, in the book. I am a uh, Mudflap is a spy for it's an underground type thing and so i'm kind of undercover and kind of secretly trying to find out and it's just a suspense build oh, okay. all the way up to the football game and so uh anyway and then we did the chapters since it's kind of since west texas is kind of all about football we did the chapters in you know game like you know f- first quarter and second quarter and third quarter you know that type of thing so it was a lot of fun but Anyway, we were able to give the profits to a nonprofit here in Lubbock, and we gave we gave them about five or six thousand dollars. But we but it was well, that's neat. But we hope yeah. we can uh, do a book signings uh, soon if you're next. <laughs> well, next actually, we, we 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 did one here. Oh, we did we did it down here uh, when they first last yeah. year. So it was kind of, it was kind yeah. of cool. Now you're you're famous. Your name for your day job? Can you right. do that? You, now would be fair to describe that you're the morning zoo. That's, that's a ter- maybe, I, or is that, is that term? Is that a term that's still in radio? The know, morning zoo. Yeah, I mean, you know, zoos. It's they still use that in some, you know, some morning shows. Ninety six point three K triple L. And 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 uh, anyway, I don't know. The zoo is. You know, we're a little bit more family oriented. You know, I'm I'm obviously by the by my name. A little more crazy, and you know, I probably ham it up a little bit, but I speak my mind and just kind of just I'm just out there, I'm just who I am. So, what do you think in, in your career that probably maybe would be like an event or a bit or something that the people would mo- most remember? That oh, you've done? Gosh. what's most memorable? Uh, I think probably one as I um, I traveled uh, the United States, I had to touch all 50 states. Right. And I uh, had you, to, you had, had to this physic- was a, you physically touch physically touch all yeah. fifty states, and yeah. people had to guess how long it would take me to touch all fifty states. Now I could use planes, trains, or automobiles. I ended up using planes, trains, automobiles, and buses. But but anyway, so I, I used all the above, and you had to guess how long. So I touched all fifty states. And I did that in 11 days and 21 hours. And that was in a car. <laughs> well, well, it was partly. I mean, I, I flew. Oh, my I, first okay. thing was I, I flew to, uh, I believe it was Washington. Yeah. And then from Washington, I took a bus down to uh, Seattle. Or no, I took, I'm sorry, I flew to Seattle. And then I went down to Portland. And then Portland all the way up, you know, Montana and that area. And then all the way to Chicago. And then a train, Amtrak, all the way back down to L.A. And then back through Colorado. <laughs> so... And then I took my all my South visits. So I mean, that's that's one of the things probably that I'm pretty well known for that people ask me about all the time. I've heard it from other people. Is that the the great mud flap uh, <laughs> adventure? Now mud flap from trucks. Mm-hmm. The, the mud flap right. on cars and trucks. Right. I mean, was there a special association? I, you know, there? there's there's no. I, you know, I wish I could come up with some story because people always ask me. You know, how how'd you get the name mud flap? And I just tell them, well, Big Bird was taken. You know, I mean, I don't really know if there's any special correlation. When Harry Potter was kind of in its heyday, I would use, I would say, well, there was a big thing on my forehead, you know, scar, and I would, but I don't know that that really meant anything. But I just, you know, I never had a really a, a really good. It was just a great radio name. We were running with the morning show, Jeff Kelly and Mudflap, 
and uh, it's it's stuck with me ever since. Uh, of course, being in the radio business, you, you you're well acquainted with lots of kinds of music, even even music that you don't necessarily like. But you, you actually played it, music. You were you were in a band for five years, a '50s band called the Convertibles. Convertibles, yeah, it, it was awesome. We. Uh, we performed everywhere. I mean, from Russia to the Philippines, uh, Japan, Canada. Did you sort of cover. Yeah, uh, we just did the covers. So Buddy Holly and yeah, Buddy Fats did, Domino. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. we did those. And so, I, what was amazing to me is always when we go overseas, like specifically Russia, we played at the the Palace of Congress uh, inside the Kremlin, and uh, we were actually. Um, they just they just opened it up, and we were one of the first bands to ever get in. We actually played in front of uh, 5,000 people right there at the Palace of Congress, and then they, they recorded it, and it got broadcast all over Russia. So it was really a unique opportunity. I mean, so, but we just did, but, but I was always amazed at how well cover songs that they knew, you know, like the buddy Peggy Sue's and, you know, um, those type of songs. So when you, when you learn cover, you probably learn music sometimes even better than the original band oh you know absolutely because people are judging you by your fidelity to to the originals right yeah oh yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. They, they want to know yeah and you have to sound if you on original specifically i mean either you make it you better make it a thousand times better than what it is or you better yeah. come pretty close to what because because people that's what people expect your first song that you've listed for us is Chicago, You're the Inspiration. Right. And you say, I've just always loved this group and their sound. You know, Chicago's one of those old groups that just, man, you just go, wow, that is, that is you know, Peter Satellis, it just is really good. So, and uh, it was just awesome, that particular song. So, and I've always just loved Chicago, you know, 17, and, and that is just, it's always been, you know, for whatever reason, I just like that sound. That was just been one of my favorites. You know, I love.
Now, your next song, Lady Antebellum, Just a Kiss. And now, this is what this show is all about, songs that mean something, My Wife on, and Our Wedding Day. So this was your yeah. wedding song? or This like, was one of our wedding ladies songs. Ladies and gentlemen, the meet Mr. and Mrs. Well, Shannon and I have a very unique relationship, and so we uh, we didn't take very long to get married. I mean, when, when we decided to do it, we're both go-getters, and we just, let's do this thing. Anyway, so... We so did. this is where you walked into the... the Tire factory where she was working, and instead of up from where you belong, you carried her off. To, instead of Joe Cocker, you, like officer and gentleman, you carried her off to Lady Antebellum. Is that correct? Well, that's the way that she describes it. Yeah, well, sure, if that's what yeah. she said. Yeah, that's exactly the way that I always go with what the wife says. So, but anyway, it's, it, it was just really quick. I remember, you know, we had that song. It was just one of the, I took her to a concert here in Lubbock when Lady Antebellum was in town. And so that was one of our favorite songs. So we, we ran with that one. And Lying here with you so close to me. It's hard to fight these feelings when it feels so hard to breathe. I'm caught up in this moment, caught up in your smile. I've never opened up to anyone. So hard to hold back when I'm holding you in my arms. But we don't need to rush this. Let's just take it slow Just a kiss on your lips in the moonlight Just a touch of the fire burning so bright No, I don't want to mess this thing up No, I don't want to push too far Just a shot in the dark that you just might You know, when you get to, again, play in a band and then you're on the radio, uh, people of my generation, the last vision we had of people in a st- radio studio was the show WKRP in Cincinnati, which was done in a very uh, a golden age of the disc jockey <laughs> and the morning zoo, and the, where there was a lot of um, individual volition in radio talent, on-air performers. And now the perception is, especially in, in music programming, that it's all a computer. It's all it's all a marketing algorithm about you got to play this for, for this long, and whatever is left of disc jockeys don't have as much choice. Well, and, and you would be correct in all that. That's, that, is, that is very true. Um, I think Lubbock and KLLL, KLLL, you got to understand, has been around for, you know, plus 50 years. One of the few stations that has, have kept a lot of their jocks. And, and I think that's a testimony to you know kll's success over the years radio has definitely gone to you know a lot of computer stuff um and we still use a computer you know and there's not maybe i don't want to say room but we try to really you know uh, try to give it a really local feel whereas you know if you're doing all computer generated music and stuff you know it's good but there's no connection. If Texas Tech was just about classes and no one ever went out, you know, there would be no connection. So that we, we try to bring a connection to KLLL and that our jocks are being more out there. And so I'm probably more out there than, than probably m- most anybody. 
And your kind of show probably allows the most oh, creativity. Absolutely. Now, to what extent are you scripted? I mean, do you, you have topics. You, you say, well, let's something's in the news. Obviously, if it's a morning show, something's in the news that morning. You're gonna you're picking right. up on it. Each each day we come together and we discuss what we're gonna you know kind of the topics. Now we have we don't actually script really anything. Maybe you know our endorsements might be a little more scripted. You know, as far as some of the copy points that we have but as far as you know we just come up with a topic here's what we'd like to say and do and then we kind of when we come together in the morning because we want spontaneity we want to know we kind of want that realness we want to know kind of what's local in the uh, so the it's community. even more spontaneous than a saturday night live or for or uh, uh, an improv show where they still might you know talk about um, hey you know i've got a great idea for a line or if you, your goal is the surprise absolutely your co-host absolutely get them reacting real real time yes. to something real and i think that's one of the reasons why for me you know i keep my i keep my two cohorts you know i keep them very on much on their toes because they never know what i'm going to say you know so they're always like Okay, you know, but I mean, we, we try, you know, I mean, some things you can't, I mean, like if, you know, if I were to tell, you know, my boss a story, you know, or something, to, you know, can I say that on the air? You know, sure. I mean, you know, and tell pretty much the same thing, you know, if he thinks that's, you know, funny and worthy, but a lot of stuff is just spontaneous. I mean, I would say probably 80 to 90% of it is, is really spontaneity, just what we come up with off the cuff. And we don't have a, you know, writing down thing. We just have topics and that we know we're going to talk about. And, and I, I hope our listeners know that is the hardest <laughs> kind of entertainment to be successfully in succeeding. Day. I mean, some people can pull that off for a day, you right. know, but the day after day, do day that day, without yeah. right. a big team of writers and, and, you know, an industrial apparatus to support it. It, it is really remarkable. It's probably the toughest gig on, on, in media to be able to do that. I, I got to say that, I mean, you know, after doing this for 10 years, I mean, we sometimes come together. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we, you know, that doesn't happen often, but we come together and go, okay, <laughs> what can we the dog just, shows in can, town. Can we exhaust anything else? Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, I work with two extremely talented individuals who have been in radio for longer than I have, and they do a great job. And, and I really just follow their lead. I, I am more of the, obviously, the more comedic one of the bunch. And so, I, you know, and I say that. Wait, they're, I thought you were the straight man. Yeah, I mean, well, you were telling <laughs> jokes? I Oh, gosh. Randy. <laughs> and I need to stop, but, but anyway, um, but anyway, that's you know that's that, that I think that's the beauty of our morning show. We're K Triple L. This is the longest running morning show with K Triple L's ever had, and K Triple L's had some highly successful morning shows, and they've not only had highly successful morning shows. I mean, you've had jocks like Waylon Jennings. Um, you know, Buddy Holly used to do a lot of stuff with K Triple L. Um, you know, I'm very honored to be a part of such a great heritage in K Triple L. And it really is just a remarkable achievement of talent to just keep it up for the length you've had and, and still be popular and still ha- have an audience. Absolutely. Your next song is LMAO, <laughs> I'm Sexy and I Know It. And you said this is also your wife and your wedding day. It is. After, the, after we got married and everything... Was um, that was that the song you sung to her at the wedding? You know, well, I'm, and I'm sure her parents appreciated every moment of it, and her, her aunt Gertrude and her. Yes, they all loved it. But no, we that's a song I left when I went down when we got married. We said blah 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 the last hoorah. We went down the aisle and did that one. I, I think it was more of the you know that song was kind of popular right around then and. 
I don't know. It was just a fun dancing song. We both uh, danced as we went out. So. And you were married by an actual priest, not Elvis. Oh, or, no, or, no, Elvis didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Buddy Golly didn't come out or anything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure with your reputation that her relatives probably said, "Is is this going to be a real wedding, or is there going to be some sort of like, is this part of the show? Are you sure that you're not? They're not pranking you, you yeah. know?" And surprise. Yeah, no, I'm sure. You know, Shannon, I'm sure had so many people go. Listen, uh, are you sure you want to do? Have this? you heard his show? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard? I'm really? actually sure that that a couple of people must have said like, "Have you heard him?" <laughs> yeah, that's her. trust me. I know I'm married up, and so the uh, yeah. I'm, of course, I'm still drugging her, you know now. So. <laughs> is that uh, it's, as you probably know, I actually love humor and I've just been listening to, you know, whether it's uh, stand-up comedians or comedy, watching comedy shows my whole life and just very much appreciate people who knew how to tell a joke or, or have a funny situation. And I'm sort of sad that today that so many people think humor is who can yell uh, an expletive <laughs> or who can demean and degrade somebody as loud as they can and and haha you know that's humor um finding a way to be humorous for multiple generations you know for people who may you know um uh, just different different audiences and and still be funny it's a lot of work and i just think a lot of young comedians and i'll put that term in air quotes don't want to do that work right you're exactly right i mean there's not many out there that that don't use explicits and we can't we like to have you know certain comic things on our you know but man i tell you it, it is is really tough you know and we try to you know obviously humor you can dig in the philosophy of the humor you know satire and different things but I don't know. I, I see sometimes, you know, I see certain things that are just funny and I just twist them, you know, with, the, with certain words. And I hope that I make people smile and make people laugh. And, uh, you know, when they get up in the morning, you know, there's there's enough in our world, to, you know, that you're going to have a headache with. And, and people are taking their kids to school. Sure. You know, and, 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 I, and, I, and, and trust me, we have kids and, and I... I I would hope that, uh, well, there's no hope. I, I would want whatever I share on the air, I would be able to share with my kids. I mean, this is not something I would, you know, it's not something I wouldn't share, you know, or talk about, you know, over the air. So, I mean, sometimes we get a little more adult talk, but in general, you know, we keep it pretty family oriented. Yeah. And again, that, that it's, it's, it's hard to do that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of creativity. <laughs> and. I was uh, watching a comedy show that my my family ever discovered on their uh, on on YouTube Studio C, which is done by Brigham Young University. Well, you can imagine it's pretty clean. It's hilarious. It's extremely well written. Why? Because they have to write within sort of 
pretty narrow confines. And so they work hard at making really funny jokes yeah. rather than just relying on the, uh, you know, the explicit as you put it I, out of nowhere. I guess it, it one, there's one part of me that goes, you know, why do people do that? I mean, why, why do they have to make such that? Because you, you can find humor in a lot of things and, and you just, you just have to just kind of open your mind up a little bit, you know, and, and work on it. But it, it, I don't think you have to use the, S-word, the F-word, or whatever, you know, to get your point across. You know, George Carlin had that famous bit about the seven words you can't say on radio. And people quote that a lot, and I think they misquote it because he said those seven words, and then he pretty much never said those again. He he just was making a point Mm -hmm. about this, this, uh, you you know, breaking a taboo. But he realized in his career, and you can listen to his, his monologues, that simply repeatedly breaking a taboo is just idiocy. It doesn't mean anything. You're not <laughs> right. brave, you know, at that point. You're just making a fool of you're yourself. You're just making, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So your next song is a one actually we've heard two or three times, I think, on the show from some other guests, uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. And yeah. And comes from uh, Rocky, you know. Have you ever have you I, ever jogged up those steps? I grew up I, in you partly know what? Philadelphia, and I, I have jogged up the art museum steps I've, there. And, I've never jogged them. I've mm. seen them. I've been to Philadelphia a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that boy, you know, I'm, I'm huge in athletics. You know, I'm huge tech Texas Tech fan, but I'm huge. You know, played sports, and so, uh, man, that was my that was my song. I always had that. And yet, s- you look like the comic book owner from The Simpsons. I, I do, really. Yeah, I, striking. You know, just <laughs> I should have worn my disguise. It's, it's lucky we're in radio. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't that the truth? So, yeah, Eye of the Tiger, I guess, was a famous uh, song of of. Right. of there was one of those. A lot of people have talked about uh, the first Rocky film, and I have never looked this up. But but there's a claim that the montage there of him like running through the streets and boxing meat and was the first sports montage of like building up to the big event. And now, of course, every sports film every, has right. the. And in fact, they they have to keep inventing new ridiculous <laughs> things for training. You're like, right. here's a guy and he's you know beating a live bull and you know he's jumping <laughs> he out, out of an airplane without a parachute, you right. know, to toughen his chest or something like that. It, but those Rocky films really sort of invent, you know, perfected and then into, into parody the, the sports training montage. Right, and that's exactly, I mean, that's, that's where I get it from. It's from the Rocky movies, you know. So I always wanted, you know, music to me is always, I don't know, you know, it, 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 can, uh, it can really inspire you. Music can just get in your soul somehow and just, uh, just make you either so happy or, you know, or feel a certain way. And so that was, you know, that music. I wanted something to inspire me every time I went out on the basketball court uh, to try to go out and do something special. Now, <laughs> I don't know that how good, you know, it may be, but it, it, it from the feeling-wise, you know, that's so what old I was. McDonald had a farm probably wouldn't. Yeah, probably not. No, 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 yeah.
Now you played high school basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have musical or sports ambitions in high school? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was probably one of the few guys that was in athletics. And this was Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I was in uh, athletics, music, and drama. I loved all three. You know, the athletic guys used to make fun of me for being in music. I didn't really care. You know, uh, music people, you know, or why you want to be in athletics. I didn't really care. I just, you know, I had a, I had a desire for all three of those. And, uh, you know, mainly music and, and athletics. I mean, those were my two main ones. And drama, it would just be more, you know, hey, we're doing this play at the end of the year. You know, try it for this part. That's that type of thing, theater. Um, but, uh but as far as, as music goes, oh, I've always, I mean, music, I, I mean, from church to, you know, teachers grabbing me out and saying, hey, go sing happy birthday to this new freshman coming in or, you know, or something. I was, was there always, music in your house? Did your parents listen oh, to music? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, my mom's very musical. My dad couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. He would always sing with me, and I was always like, Dad, oh, please. <laughs> he would just, ah, and I'd be like, Dad, just let me sing. Come on. <laughs> I can imagine Rock of Ages uh, done by... Yeah, that, that. that. So, so, so you were embarrassed by your parents very early in life. Oh, very it? much so. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did your What did your parents do? Uh, my dad owned his own business. Um, he was in. Uh, he was. Uh, I'm trying to think. He, he hasn't had this. He, he passed away about five years ago. So I'm trying to think. He he had Parkinson's. So he kind of quit working about 15 years ago. But uh, he had his own business. It was doing in the trucking industry. Where he would just, you know, kind of, it was the middleman for companies and trucks and different things. Uh, my mom worked for IBM, and she did that for pretty much till she retired. So trucking, we've got uh, the the genre that doesn't have much lately, but the trucking song. I remember the the, the big hit uh, Convoy. We got a mighty Convoy. Convoy. Like, yeah. I'm sort of surprised that we don't see Convoy <laughs> in your list here. Well, we you're got, gonna... You could probably say it by heart. A lot of people yeah. my age, you know. The, we got a mighty Convoy rocking con, through the night. Con, it's so funny that, that I, I don't like to admit this too much, but but... I did not grow up on country. I really didn't. I just really discovered country when I moved to West Texas. And and that's when I grew to just know it and love it. And, and, you know, if I wasn't in radio tomorrow, I would still listen to country. I I just, I love it. But I did not grow up. My mom grew up, you know, conservative. You know, we knew the hymns and, you know, but we didn't listen to much country music. So you at church, because your next song Mm -hmm. is a hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, Mm -hmm. and you said, was this one of your dad's favorites, and you you sang this at his funeral. Was that a church song that you first heard there? Yeah, I heard that at church, and he just loved that song. Did you sing at church as well? I I did, yeah. Yeah. We had, had, you know, different things, and so I would sing it in the youth group, and, you know, I'd sing at school, so, but yeah, that was his favorite song, so that's why that one, you know, is kind of special. I mean, there's a particular line in there that means you, or or the fact that it meant something to him? I think it just meant something to him, that's, you know... And, and I was able to sing that, you know, at his funeral. And I think, you know, in a, in a I don't think I mean this strange, but, it, you know, it meant something to my mom, too, me singing at his funeral. Yeah. So, and I was glad I could do that for her. But, I, I mean, it's not that I wasn't for my dad, but I'm just saying yeah. I'm glad that I could do that. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. 
Next song is Michael W. Smith, Friends, and this was also a high school. <laughs> it, did, have you ever left high school, or just? No, I'm still I'm still stuck in the well, third actually, grade. <laughs> you, you have one of the few jobs where you don't have to leave high school. Right? Yeah, you that's can, true. You just you be know. right stuck right there. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I meet people all the time, and and I'm always like, yeah, I can't wait to finish high school. It's gonna be really good, you know. But no, you know, Friends is. I mean, and I have more modern, you know, low, you know, I. I think I was just trying to pick a, a genre of things, but Friends was one of those songs that, oh my goodness, I mean, I'm I'm kind of sick of it now. But that was a, it. Just it, I guess it it goes back to a point in life, you know. I had a, I had a great senior class. I mean, we were all pretty close. I mean, I, I'm still keeping contact with some of them. So uh, so Michael W. Smith. I mean, my goodness, he's been doing that for. 30, 35 years, but that was just a good, good song, so... in this show, well, pretty much every episode, about how there's this interesting research out there on generational preferences, which basically says by around your mid to late 20s, you've made up your mind what food you like, what clothes you like, what what music you like, especially. And so, you know, I, I listen to 
Bob Seger and Bruce Springsteen pretty much mm-hmm. mostly and it it I've bought occasionally some new stuff but you know I'm pretty much stuck in the late 70s early 80s uh sort of New Jersey Well welcome to the 2015 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I'm I'm happy back there you sure. know for my musical sure. my musical taste uh has your musical taste left high school or has your job sort oh, of exposed you to You so know many I things? think I think probably my job has exposed me enough to to I've definitely left it. I mean, it's it's. I can listen to it, and I still. I think I point to different songs that. Okay, I can. You know, like the Michael W. Smith Friends song. I can point to that and go. That's when I graduated. You know, but I think I've been in radio long enough where really country music, just um, I, I listen to it even when I'm even when I'm not on the air. So I mean, I'm just be driving around town, and I've got it on K Triple L. You know, I mean, it's. I, I really love it. So you were in a band. I bet you also recognize where you might say, hey, that's an excellent song and, and really inventive and, and also just performed really well. It may not be my taste. Like, it won't be on my favorite song list, but you can respect the performer for doing a good, a good Oh, job. absolutely. I mean, you know, it's and uh, especially 50s music. I mean, you know, I mean, I didn't grow up in the 50s, obviously, but man... I love that the the simplicity of the '50s music. I think just blows me away how good and how simple it was. I mean, you don't have many major chords, you know, in '50s songs. I mean, it's it's relatively, like I said, simple to play. But man, just the the things that they had, you know, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, round five, six, seven, you know, that type of thing. You know, it's just so catchy that you go, man, that is that is so good. So the next song is Maroon 5, This Love. First song ever played on the radio that started my career here in Lubbock. Now, how, how did you get on the radio in Lubbock? Well, that's an interesting story. The um, I I had noticed, I, I, well, okay, I had moved to Texas. Let me start by this. I moved to Texas, and I, I took a sales rep job. And so I, I hadn't had the job but maybe a month, and the guy calls me and said, look, and I just moved out here from Tulsa, and he goes, "We're gonna, we're selling the business. I'm sorry, you're gonna, you know, just we're gonna, you're gonna have to find a new job, basically." Uh, and I was like, "Great! I bought a car. I thought, man, I was gonna have the sales job, and it was great, you know." And anyway, he said, "The good news is, oh, is you got nine months to find a job." So I thought, "Okay, all right, well." Here I go. So I had always enjoyed radio and, you know, just, you know, listening to the car. And I would always call up the jocks. And so I called up Mix 100. And so I called him up and I said, hey, you know, I could hear my song. And so she knew kind of who it was. So she goes, you ever thought about being in radio? And I said, nope, don't really have a desire to be in radio. Thank you very much. So I hung up the phone and I got to thinking, I was like, getting ready to lose my job. Maybe I could take it part time and figure out. Okay, what I what I want to do. So that's what I did. I, I called her back and I said, you know, I might be interested. Can you just give me? She goes, well, I can't give you the job, but I can just tell you who to talk to. So I talked to him, and sure enough, I got a part-time gig. And, you know, that's back when you had part-time gigs in radio, you know, um, 12 years ago. And, and so I had a shift from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. And, uh, oh, wouldn't want to do that again. But anyway, that's what I did for a good year. And then I got with KLLL. Then the PD came to me and said, hey, would you could you go on KLLL and kind of not prep the morning show, but kind of, get, you know, get them all their stuff, you know, get them ready. So I did that from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then that's what I did for a whole nother year. And 
how I got the morning show job, I transitioned into that, is I told, I told the morning team, because I would listen to them on the way back, I just said, hmm, why don't, uh, why don't they let me be their bit guy? I'll, I'll tie myself naked to a telephone pole uh, with duct tape. And so, by the way, audience, you can go to the show notes and see that image. Yeah, <laughs> they can. Wow, I didn't know it was out there. <laughs> and so, you didn't tell me about that, Doctor Promoter. And uh, anyway, so so I, I told my PD that. Well, they thought I was crazy. They just said, "Oh no, no, no!" And they thought I was kind of taking over the show. I was like, "I don't want to take over your show. I don't. I'm gonna do it for you guys, but." Forget it. I'll just. I'm going to continue to do what, because I, I was going to. I was studying to be a. I was going to go being teacher, and so being a coach. And so anyway, long story short, year later, if you fast forward, he calls me up. They're forming a new morning show, and he says, "Would you be interested in tying yourself naked to a telephone pole with duct tape?" I said, "Well, let's talk." And here I am, ten years later. <laughs> If you'd said no, (laughs) if I'd have said no, I'd have been a coach, I'd have been a basketball coach. But instead, I've been able to do some pretty wacky stuff. I was so high, I did not recognize the fire burning in her eyes, the chaos that controlled my mind. Whispered goodbye, she got on a plane, never to return again. my best to feed her appetite keep her coming every night so hard to keep her satisfied oh kept playing love like it was just a game pretending to feel the same the turn around and leave again song is uh, Dion and the Belmonts, going back to the 50s again, Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love? And this is reman- reminds you of the band you were in. So this is one of your yeah. signature pieces. This is just a signature. Now, now, do you, you still, now, did you play an instrument in the band? You know what, I don't play, it, it, when you're talking, uh, do I know chords, do I know, could I, I mean, yeah, I know, but no, I, I would have to, uh, it would take me you know, a while just to, you know, but I guess piano's one thing, but I can't just sit down and, you know, you put that sheet of music, it, it would take, it would take me a long time. I'm not that proficient in, in, in doing that. So, um, but, you know, can I see, you know, mainly vocals, instrumental or vocals, I mean, um, you know, sight reading, that type of thing I, I can do fairly well. Past that, I would have to study and dig into it a little bit But more. you remember the lyrics of the songs that you you were playing back then? Could you uh, you mean, why yeah. must I be a teenager in love? That's my puberty days. <laughs> wow, there are Pre-puberty. girls in bobby socks, all in their 50s, <laughs> Look banging at them. on the window there. Man. 
Something, uh, I, I, we've had George Strait before, and this is your next one, but not this song. Tell me something bad about Tulsa. Well, I, I think there's a few things here. I mean, a, obviously, I'm from Tulsa, and so that song right there, meaning where I'm from. Uh, but man, can you go wrong with George Strait, any George Strait song? I mean, he's, he's like the, I remember forget, uh, George, everybody always asks me, you know, who... What's the most famous person you ever met? And I, I tell him, well, my primary claim to fame is, is George Strait. I'll never forget uh, the first time I ever met George. I wanted, I had a, I had a mudflat bobblehead, and so I thought it'd be really cool to have George Strait sign my bobblehead. So when I gave it to him, he goes, "Well, can I have one?" And I was just totally blown away. I was like, you know, it's just like, wow, George Strait once, you know. Now whether he was obviously probably trying to be nice, float my ego a little bit, but you know, still I can go, man, George Strait wanted my bobblehead, and plus he signed mine. So I, you know, anyway, that I, that kind of points to that. George Strait's been such an icon uh, in West Texas. And has such tremendous ties with KLLL uh, that man, I, I I can't imagine you know that not being a facet, and that's just one of my favorite songs by him, just one of them. Love is so beautiful when everything is fine, but when it is like hers and mine, it lives and dies at least ten thousand. Times. 
Final song is the Zach Brown band, Knee Deep. It's your favorite country band, and you've met them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And actually, they uh, uh, they've they've cooked. Uh, uh, he's actually a big uh, Zach Brown uh, is is a big chef. He likes to cook. You know, if he wasn't doing this, he would be doing that. And and man, I their music to me uh, just uh, I don't even it it. it I think the reason why I like it is that it's so – it's not only just just something to sing. It's something – I don't know. You just feel it. I mean, it just makes you proud to be an American, makes you proud to be who you are and, you know, that type of thing. And so uh, his the concert was just uh, – I go to a buttload of concerts, and um, Zach Brown is one that, man, I was just up the whole time. And I don't, you know, I don't typically stand up the whole time. But you know a lot of them, but but man, Zach Brown, I just couldn't sit down. I was just clapping and getting into it, and it just was awesome. I've heard the description sometimes of particular performers or bands where they say they left nothing on the stage; they gave everything; they were all in. You can tell, right? Oh, when, when somebody oh, is, a, is actually trying versus somebody's doing the contractual obligation. Yeah, <laughs> you you can you can so tell. Like I said, you know, and Zach Brown band was definitely one that. You know, they just, they just, you can tell they just love their music, you know, what they do, you know. I think for the most part, you know, country artists, I, there's been very few, I, I could probably count on one hand, and I've, and, you know, I could probably count on 13 hands, you know, the concerts I've seen going through the motions, you know, I mean, and, and, um, you know, and just right off the top of my head, I can't even think of any, you know, I'd have to really just sit down and, you know, figure that out, but but yeah, you you can if if and and I think a lot of times you know you can see it. I see it more on the first few songs, you know, that they sing, and it seems like as they get in, it's almost like a a game or something. You know, as you get in that second chord and that third chord, you know, you're kind of getting. You're not only starting to just go to the line, you're you're really starting to feel it. You know, you're starting to believe it that you can win, that you can do this. So, and I think it's the same way, you know, in a concert, they kind of get into it and they kind of feel it and. 
Boom. I, I think one piece of advice I think that would be very useful for our students who listen to this show, I, I hope some do, <laughs> that there's a border between achieving a level of, of talent in something and beginning to get stale or, or beginning and, and and we live in a business where and i've seen this in all the successful graduates of our college there are people who basically know how to reinvent themselves and it you know you're, you're doing a show where really you know you can't run the rerun no you can't <laughs> and i have a boss that doesn't like to do things twice yeah so you you have to ensure quality but also freshness and creativity every time how how does one do that how does one be keep up creativity and freshness at the level of quality that you need to to be well, on the air i think one is 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 i have a, a passion for what i do I, I i love it i really do it's just um you know it f- feeds um i don't want to say my inner self but it, it feeds you know the stuff that i have to create in my head and do you know i just i love doing that and so i think one is you you better love and you better have a passion for what you do because if you don't cuz because there's going to be any crap in in anything that you do i mean you know if you if whatever you choose to go in but uh uh, you better figure out is that what you really want and that's your ultimate goal well then you can get through the crap you know i mean there's things in my job i don't like doing but i do them and you're right i mean every day we have to come and we have to reinvent the wheel and and, and you know we're in an entertainment business and so I, I i don't but one thing i don't try to do though is i never try to top something that i did you know I, i've i've from I've created the you know the the mudflap book the you know the shadow of mudflap to you know the people there's a boat I have a bokuzi and if you don't know what a bokuzi is it's a I put a jacuzzi in a boat it's been in the Texas Tech parade it's been in the Fourth of July parade uh, there it's it's a one of a kind West Texas thing there's nothing can, can we get one for our college I mean, I'm not sure what we do with it but it would certainly get students interested yeah oh trust me I've had plenty of students interested they want to rent it out and I'm like no this is not I'm very picky I mean this thing took me a year and, and eight months to build. And it's, you, you must have fraternities lying around the block to rent that thing. <laughs> I'll let them know where I live. Does it have a beer cooler <laughs> built into it? Or? You know what? It's got a uh, it's got a shower built into it. It's got a car wash in the back built into it. It's got a sound system. It's got lights. Uh, it's in, it's really incredible little piece of thing. It's it, there's one of a kind. It's it mm-hmm. really is nothing like it. But I guess my point here is is that I never try to top it. I don't go okay. What am I going to do now? You know, I, I don't go year after year going, how am I going to get that? Because I think if I did, I, I, I would, A, put too much pressure on myself, and I would just go, and I just try to, I just try to be who I am. And, if, and, you know, so far they seem to like it, and they've seemed to like it for the last 12 years. So, you know, and I, I plan to continue as long as I can, you know. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having uh, me. Flip, Randy. Um, I, thanks for being a an inspiration and hardworking people of West Texas are extremely hardworking. It's no surprise that yep. one of our premier radio personalities and talents <laughs> is extremely hardworking as well. I think people respect that as well as enjoying well, thank your, you. your program. And we will go out now listening to the Zach Brown band playing Knee Deep. Pretend I don't live in it Sunshine gonna wash my blues away 
that sweet love, but I lost it. She got too close, so I fought, and now I'm lost in the world, trying to find me a better way. Wishing I was deep, deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky breeze, and it don't seem fair. Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair. Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky. Never been so happy, never felt so high. And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise. Wrote a note, sent me back in a minute. Bought a boat and I sailed off in it. Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway. Mind on a permanent vacation. The ocean is my only medication. Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go away. 'Cause now I'm deep, deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair. Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair. Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky. Never been so happy, never felt so high, and I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise. Champagne shore, washing over me. It's a sweet, sweet life, living by the salty sea. One day you could be as lost as me. Change your geography, maybe you might be. In the water somewhere, got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair. Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair. Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky. Never been so happy, never felt so high, and I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise. Come on in the waters, nice, find yourself a little slice, grab a backpack and lunch. You never know until you try. When you lose yourself. You find the key.